When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to School with Carla Hulse. Join Carla as she explores K-12 education disruption and has deep dive conversations with ed leaders, ed tech, ed foundations, ed professional service organizations, and ed educators who school her on ed innovations and their impact on educational policy across the country. Here's Carla. Welcome to the last episode of Schooled. So I've been reflecting on my schooled podcast and the conversations I've had over the summer with my guests. And one of my big takeaways is that me and my guests share really one common belief, and that belief is that public education is a right and should be a priority. That the way our K-12 system is designed with states or local control determining funding, licensure, governance, with little to no oversight by the federal government and the layered and shifting priorities based on election cycles has created and continues to create gaps from school to school across towns, cities, states, and territories. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a new design that I think provides actions and accountability to address root causes of inequities. This design has really been 25 years years in the making. I've been studying, debating, and putting thought behind this new design. So this design has three parts. So hear me out. The first part is um, about the federal government's role. The second part um, takes a look at states, and the third looks at accountability. Okay, here we go. So redesign ed and ED is the U.S. Department of Ed, and replace it with a structure that looks similar to the Supreme Court, and that there are seven secretaries of education who are appointed for, and I'm using air quotes, life or a long-term position. Each secretary would be focused on a component of public education using the lens of equity and access to support all schools and all students. I'll get to those components in a bit. The seven secretaries would act as a collective body. So if changes or improvements need to happen under one component, the remaining six are able to provide input as to how it will impact their own components. No longer would educational changes be made in isolation or in a silo without regard to funding, professional preparation, its impact on implementation at the site, and most importantly, on who the students are and where they are located. So here are the seven components. The first is colleges, universities, licensure. So the secretary who will oversee this component is responsible for redesigning and overseeing teacher, leader, ancillary staff preparation, integrating medical, clinical professionals and advocacy organizations into pre-service and in-service to support 504 IEPs and social emotional learning. The second component is curriculum instruction and assessment. 
the secretary responsible for this component would ensure paraprofessionals, teachers, leaders, ancillary staff have the guidance and support to implement universally designed, rigorous, relevant, culturally responsive curriculum using sound instructional methods and assessments of and for learning to determine next best instruction and intervene and accelerate student learning. The third component, funding formula. This secretary would oversee establishing a national and equitable funding formula for states, districts, and territories to ensure that they can accomplish the task of providing high-quality teaching and learning. This secretary would also provide cost models for implementing initiatives and new ed laws so that we can do away with underfunding mandates. The fourth component is research. So this secretary would evaluate ed itself. It would evaluate states and districts' progress towards equity and accessibility, designing assessments of and for learning, and this is key, designing metrics for each component. The fifth component is professional supports. This is where external organizations come into play. So this secretary would oversee those external organizations who provide guidance and supports to states, districts, and schools pertaining to curriculum instruction and assessment or infrastructure, for example. The sixth component is alternative education. So this secretary would ensure and oversee that charters, after-school programs, et cetera, are providing equitable and accessible learning environments. The seventh and last component is infrastructure. This is where you have nutrition, transportation, technology, facilities. And so this secretary would oversee and provide guidance on free and reduced lunch, quality of food service, accessible transportation, technology infrastructure to support school efficiencies, as well as teaching and learning. So that's the first part of this redesign at the federal level. The second part is around states, D.C., and territories. So basically, in my redesign, we are replacing the state departments of ed and those county and, and regional offices and inputting the same federal structure of having seven secretaries overseeing seven components. It's important, I think, for states, D.C., and the territories to replicate the same design since each state varies in its socioeconomic it's rural, city, suburban, diversity, and populations. When you have the seven secretaries, it allows the states now to advocate for equity and access based on their particular population data. And that can help drive the necessary federal and state fiscal, human, and infrastructure resources. My third part of my redesign is around accountability. Each secretary, right, who's overseeing their component, is now held accountable by using a set of metrics to measure progress towards attaining equitable and accessible learning environments. This type of accountability shifts the focus from school and students exclusively, and this design makes ed accountable for providing the necessary guidance and support to schools and districts across the country, D.C., and territories. Having each component measure its impact or progress towards equity and access allows the public to understand what the root causes and contributing factors are to success or lack of success. Gone are the state summative student outcome data dashboard. In comes metrics for each component, so we know what schools, districts, and states are doing every day every week, every month, and every year to address equity and access. So I'll leave you with this question. What if we did away with the current ed 
and State Departments of Ed design as we know it today, and slowly designed a federal and state department that took quick, decisive actions and held everyone accountable, where we stopped admiring the problems, stopped grasping for programmatic fixes, and are chasing dollars based on federal mandates and initiatives, or being beholden to shifting priorities that never address root causes or persistent inequalities. Can you imagine the benefits that districts, schools, parents, teachers, leaders, and ultimately our children would receive? So with that, I want to thank my guests, Mewtwo, Courtney, Carol, Kim, Pierre, Jose, and John for joining me this summer on Schooled. This podcast would not have been possible without my colleagues at C-Suite Network, C-Suite Radio, and Game Day Media. I'd also like to give a huge shout out to my poor husband who listened to each podcast prior to me editing it and publishing it and giving me harsh feedback and most importantly, encouraging me to share my educational perspective with the world. So Schooled will return in July 2022, where I will be discussing the COVID aftermath. Have a successful school year and goodbye. Thank you for listening. Schooled with Carla Hulse is available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.